if you're playing this clan in Vampire the Masquerade and you like Werewolf the Apocalypse, let's face it, there's a very high likelihood that you are a furry. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules, that's just how it is. Today we're going to look at the Gangrel clan. I'm going to tell you how they are in the modern setting of World of Darkness. I'm also going to try to blend in some of the werewolf tribes that you could use as antagonists or maybe unlikely allies. Before we dive into this, there are some version differences between Vampire 20th Edition and Vampire 5th Edition, and it will be up to your storyteller how they want to run it for their particular game. For example, in 20th Anniversary Edition, the Gangrel is still part of the Camarilla. And in 5th Edition, the, the Gangrel have just kind of left. They're no longer part of the Camarilla. Well, there's a small group that is, and I'll talk about that later in the video. Gangrels are nomads, and they prefer to be in the wild. You can find them in the cities, but they do look very out of place, because they would probably be very uncomfortable. They're also much closer to their beast aspect than some of their other cousins or the other clans. This tends to make them look a little bit more animalistic as well. The Gangrel were one of the seven founding members of the Camarilla. However, in the final night setting, they became disillusioned with what the clan represented. And the clan elders eventually decided to sever their ties with the Camarilla. All of this happened near the same time that the Sabbat were invading the East Coast. The Camarilla had lost one of their founding members, and some of them actually joined the Sabbat. I should mention that some also stayed with the Camarilla as well, but by and large, they went for a more independent clan approach. Word on the street is that Justicar Xavier went before the Inner Circle, said one sentence, and left. Nobody but the Inner Circle knows what that sentence was. Gangrel history is a little bit muddied as well. I'm not going to focus too much on the history for this particular video as I want to do a different series around some of the older ages. Having said that, the Gangrel history is very diverse in the sense that a lot of it is oral. And there's varying accounts of where the clan came from and the different aspects that came together to create them as a clan. Some of the common threads in many of these stories, though, depict the Gangrel as nomads. They always wandered. They were very tribal, and they lived on the land, finding places that they could hide from the sun. Caves, burrows, things like that. Some Gangrel myths talk about how Cain and Enoya, who was the daughter of Lilith, was cast out of the clan because of a betrayal to the Ravnos Antediluvian. And because they were cast out, they were forced to live on beasts and drink the blood of them or embrace the beasts. And this is where the clan, supposedly, gets their animalistic tendencies from. At least that's one version that is told in the Gangrel histories. The Scandinavian Gangrel tell a slightly different story, but it does have some common threads. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but I will try my best, so bear with me on that. The Scandinavian story goes Einar Jarl and Kanarl. These two were cursed by Odin, and that is why the clan has some animalistic features. Another story that's told, but isn't very popular with the Gangrel clan or the werewolves. The story goes that Enoya, who was the daughter of Lilith, and I've changed the pronunciation of that, so maybe the second way was right, is the mother of the Romani. And it's from this line that the Gangrel descend from as well as the werewolves. In present day though, by and large, most of the Gangrel clan doesn't really care where they came from, just that they survive today. 
Following the Sabat invasion of the East Coast and the Camarilla losing a founding member, the Gangrel clan, the select few that did decide to stay with the Camarilla were referred to as Autarkis. Now you can become an Autarkis voluntarily or involuntarily. If you do this voluntarily, you are turning your back on your clan, you are rejecting their political beliefs. If you're doing this involuntarily, you've been excommunicated from your clan. Gangrel are very similar to werewolves in the sense that their hierarchy and how they operate is very similar. For example, status in the Gangrel clan is determined by merits and by rights. Rights involve one of two things, bragging, boasting, or combat. This is very similar to most werewolf tribes in the sense that they will brag and they will fight. If two Gangrel know each other very well, they will probably just have a sparring match between them and they will back off each other respectfully, usually, if the fight seems to be going in one particular direction. For the Gangrel, if they don't know each other, that fight isn't ending until someone ain't getting up. I don't mean dead, I just mean knocked out. Now when it comes to boasting, this particular method is much more about the one-up. But if you make a hollow boast, for example, and can't back up your claim with proof, you lose that right and you will actually be looked down upon. Not only can you be looked down upon, but you can lose status by doing this. And the one-upping boasting thing doesn't stop until somebody says, you didn't do that, give me proof. So as a gangrel, if you get into one of these arguments, be careful what you say and don't one-up too quickly unless you actually have the proof to back it up. For those vampires who are in the right but not fighting or boasting, Usually what'll happen is members of the clan will get together, share stories, share information. They'll discuss local matters. And for those who are participating in the rights for fighting and boasting, whoever wins those will end up running the meeting. As one might expect, these rights can absolutely take a while to happen, usually a couple of days. And this process repeats every right. It's not usual that the same gangrel will run a right twice in a row or even twice in general, but it does happen. Once the right is finished and the leader has been determined, they get to decide what happens. Their word is the final say for everything that was discussed in that meeting. There is another type of clan meeting that happens, but it is extremely rare and it is considered by and large a bad omen. Not a good sign. You don't want to see this happen. This would be a grand gather or it's also called an all thing. Only the most respected members or the most feared members within the clan can call one of these. When it is called, every clan member must go to wherever it's being held and you need to show up. Unlike the rites where these can be called by somebody who is influential within the clan, just because they called it doesn't mean they're going to be the leader of it. You still have the process where you have shows of strength as well as status to figure out who is going to run the Grand Gather. And also, unlike the rites, there is no time limit for how long this can take. It is very possible for a Grand Gather to go for weeks, for months, at least until a leader is decided. No one in the Gangrel Clan has called for one of these in a very long time, simply because they are universally believed to be bad luck. Now the Gangrel have many clan bloodlines. There are two common ones that you will find. And I wanted to talk about one uncommon one because I think it's cool and it ties in very well to Werewolf the Apocalypse. The first variant we're gonna talk about is the City Gangrel. 
This particular variant reminds a lot of the kindred of coyotes. While the coyote is naturally suited to be in nature, it can make itself at home if a little awkwardly in the city. This particular variant associates itself with the Sabbat. They also tend to embrace quite a bit in the city simply because there's just lots of choices. There's lots of opportunity to do so in the city. But a city gangrel's life expectancy is not that high compared to one who would live in the wilderness. This is because of all the other supernatural threats that they run into. You have your vampire hunters, you have mages, you have the werewolves who live in the cities, you have other changing breeds that live in the cities, not to mention some of the other supernatural beings that like to call the city home in the entirety of World of Darkness. You'll find that there is a lot of conflict in the cities. There's a lot of supernatural war going on. Now, while the city gangrel may look human on the outside, make no mistake, they are a predator and they are dangerous. Now, the other offshoot of the gangrel is the country gangrel. And unlike their city counterparts, they are untamed, they are wild, they are savage, brutal, vicious. They hunt in packs. They are very reminiscent of wolves in how they hunt. You can see some blending with this clan and with the werewolves. Maybe this gives some credence to some of the myths around this particular clan. The country variant also serves the Sabbat. They tend to be more assassins and scouts. With their superior command of animals, they tend to use these for information gathering. This makes them very useful in the forests. The forests are very dangerous for vampires, not just because there's more werewolves in the forest, but there's also other supernatural beings in there. And you can also run into the odd rogue vampire just looking to make chaos. Now, one of the less common gangrel variants is the Mariners. And I really wanted to talk about these because I got excited when I saw it. Also called Gangrel Aquari, these are a very small offshoot of the Gangrel variant, but they are more geared towards the sea. They make their homes in the water or near the water. And all of their features that make them look more fish-like have evolved over time rather than types of inbreeding that happens with some of the other vampire clans. This bloodline is also not necessarily inherited. It is partially a choice. There are those who the sea calls to, and it doesn't call to everyone. But if you're one of those people who has the call of the sea, and you're not a vampire, if you become embraced, you can become part of the Mariners. Now in the source book, it says there is only about 30 Mariners in the entirety of the bloodline. Your mileage may vary depending on your storyteller. Some of the older Mariners, those who have been around for a very long time, their physical appearance has changed so much so that even those in the Gangrel clan do not recognize them. They are often mistaken for monsters and hunted by many of the vampire clans and the werewolves, as well as a changing breed that they could encounter. Although I don't feel that this changing breed would attack them, I feel that they would actually be more allied. Now, if you're looking for antagonists for a city gangrel, you have a couple of options here. Obviously, you have the Glasswalkers. They're a tribe of werewolves that just like to live in the city and they use human technology to further their own purposes. They would actively fight the vampires, so I can see this happening using them as an antagonist to one of your stories. But if you wanted to have an interesting story where you have three groups who are kind of at a stalemate in attacking each other or a war, if you will, I would think about combining the Glasswalkers with the Yaren. The Yaren are a group of were monkeys who are actively fighting the werewolves. 
They were a mockery breed that was created by an evil organization in the world of darkness known as Pentex. Vampire involvement within this company is highly likely. For the country Gangrel, I can see using the Gural as an antagonist, some force that they could come against. The Gural are were bears. They are very powerful, very ferocious. They view it as their job to cleanse and heal the earth, what they would call Gaia. I can't see any instance where a girl would be allied with a vampire unless we were literally looking at the end of the world. And even then, they might be a little hesitant to do that. Another tribe that would potentially work with the country gangrel would be the Black Furies. They are mostly women, but their tribe does have male members. Nobody is higher or lower simply because of their gender. And the Black Fury views tend to go from one extreme to the other, as well as anywhere in between. And it's because of this that I can see them either working with or being against the Vampire Clan. Now the Rokea are a changing breed of were sharks. Now the Rokea numbers, when you compare them to the Mariners, there's a lot more Rokea. But the Rokea lived through an event which basically cut the numbers of their tribe in half. It killed half of them in a single event. The Rokea's relationship with most of the changing breeds would be considered tense at best. So if they can gain an advantage by working with the Gangrel Mariners, I can see them doing it. The Rokea are a simple species. They don't really get the concept of lying, manipulation. It just kind of goes above them. And this is largely because they've separated themselves from humanity. It was just not something they were exposed to, so it wasn't something that they picked up and learned. My name's Nathaniel. This has been The Maple Table. Thanks for stopping by, everyone. <laughs>